1212, man. You tuned into the No Vultures podcast, man. We got Corner Barber, OG Clee. I'm Lord Rap. And today we got a very, 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 very special guest, man. My partner, man. The revolutionary, man. You know what I'm saying? The man, the myth, the legend. You know what I'm saying? You want to introduce yourself, bro? Man, it's the People's Ministry Information, JR, in the building. You Let feel? Me just first say, I'm honored to be in the hood. Huh. On East 14th, I ain't gonna say exactly where. I'll huh. let them expose that. Huh. But we on East 14th. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the hood, doing a real hood podcast with real reputable ones. Huh. I'm honored to be here. Right. Yeah, up, man. man. So, you That's know, I've been, you know, I, I was telling these brothers, man, you know, I've been knowing this man forever, man. And, like, you know, it's always been 100, man. And, you know, he was the he was the only dude in the hood who I could go to and talk this shit. We finna talk right now. You know what I'm saying? We sitting around, we sitting on the on the dope spot. You know what I'm saying? Talking black shit, talking politics, man, talking the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so man, I'ma start right here, man. <clears throat> Something that I know that I found out recently that I don't know if nobody else know that you went to St. Joe's. Yes, sir. And that helped start your journalism career. I did. Expound on that a little bit. Well, I went to St. Joe's, and that was one of the first places where I got me. I, I was writing for a school newspaper. And I was writing for the school newspaper at St. Joe's, and I wrote about Abdul Raul. And for okay. those that's too young, that's pre-Capitalism. Y'all know that's the Muslim, and what was that, 95? That was 1995, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, he refused to stand up or, or pledge allegiance to the flag. Okay. And that was one of my first articles. I was going to Catholic school, defending this Muslim. Right. Yeah. And how I felt was, you know, you get, you get um, paid to play basketball. You don't get paid to pledge allegiance. If you don't want to pledge allegiance, you shouldn't have to pledge allegiance. Right. So... I had a Cuban teacher of all teachers. You know, he was a Cuban. We come from a revolutionary country. Okay. He um, he was the journalism teacher. I remember he came up to me on the under and was like, you know, this is a private school. You know they can find a way to kick you out. Okay. And I was like, he said, um, but I'm going to roll with you. Do you want to roll with that? I was like, I think we could debate it. I ain't really scared of it. What's gonna happen? I mean, if I get kicked out for something like that, I mean, you know, I'm young. I'm like, you know, this lawsuit or something. I'm not going high. Now, at the, at this point, is this your mindset? Is your is your mindset a little revolutionary already, or are you just now coming into yourself? I would say it's more rebel. It's not just revolutionary. What the difference is is it's more fuck them. Questioning the status quo. Them. Yeah. It's more fuck them. Fuck so them. That came up from your parents before you was that way. Well, my or? mama, well, my mama forced me to go to the school. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm from over here. They want to cast them out. Okay. So okay. Half of them don't go to school. Right. You know what I'm saying? They can't get in the I'm forced to go to this Catholic school. So you're already I can't rebelling on that level. I'm, I'm mad, but I'm intelligent enough to compete with them. 
in, in math and science and English and all that. Right. But I got different views. I'm from out here. These is my friends. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't want to be there. But if I can, if they can kick me out for something that I did that's righteous and ain't just some some uh, 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 fight or something that they could justify doing, right. that's that's the kind of thing I wanted to get kicked out for. So anyway, I do the little thing. They fight me. They was pissed off about that. And then later on, um, I do an interview. Um, we put it on KMEL, and then I do an interview on KQED, and then I write the examiner at the same time I'm going to St. Joe's about how racist it is. Now, who reaches who reaches out to you from the examiner? Well, it's a group called Youth Outlook. It's my partner, Kevin Weston. We was talking about uh, Mr. Marshall from um, KMEL. Mr. Marshall got a son, Malcolm, that be on the show sometimes. I met Malcolm. Malcolm, well, him and Kevin was best friends. They were some editors, and they was the first editors to put me in the game and give me some money for being a writer. Mm. Now, the school told me, you know, you can't say that on the air. Hold on. This ain't got nothing to do with the school. I know my rights because I'm fooling with these dudes who real journalists. Right. Like, right. I'm a youngster from out here, and I'm lightweight using it as a hustle. They like how I write and okay. where I be coming from. But I'm looking at it like, Rap, you talking about kicking it? Yeah, I need some new kicks because I'm about to go kick it tonight. We about to be at the Scaria. Whoa, whoa, I used to, hold on, I'm gonna write an article real quick so I can. It wasn't serious, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So then I do this thing with Malcolm and them, and I'm just, you know, I'm really just talking shit and 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 telling them what's really what's going on in the school. They say all black people look alike. That's and I felt like that was racist, and I busted her out <laughs> of the class. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. and, but then I get on her like, how you gonna say that from? We let's go to Africa. Okay. Gaddafi to Nelson Mandela to motherfucking Manu Ball. Huh. Them is all black people. One look like an Arab, one look like a tight-eyed black man with an afro, and one is dark as fuck and they're tall as fuck. <laughs> and them is all black people. All black people. So how you gonna be the history teacher teaching and you gonna say something like that? That's not how you qualify to teach. So anyway, I say that on the air one night. They um they have a big ass meeting. Um, they try to pressure me. They had a one black teacher, two black teachers that's there pressure me. I had Malcolm Marshall call. Malcolm Marshall said he the lawyer for the examiner. He wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He called and said, you you know y'all want to run up on my um writer. And um, he said y'all want to run up on the writer. Y'all he 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 um exercising his First Amendment, his freedom of speech. And y'all violate me. Do y'all really want to make this a bigger issue or do y'all just want this to pass by? Um, basically, they, they have another meeting. The lady tell me that Jesus came to her in her dream. She don't know that. I know that she talked to Malcolm. She, uh, uh, oh, Jesus came God. to her in her, dream, <laughs> in her dream and told her to leave this one alone and she gonna take this hit to teach me a lesson. And right that second, that's why I seen the power of journalism. Mm. I was mm. like, damn, they call him my partner Jesus. Huh. Uh, they call him my partner Jesus. Jesus <laughs> called and said, back up. <laughs> Jesus said, back up, or it's going to be funky. So from, from there, you found out the power of journalism. Where did you take it? Did you go freelance or? Now I was still young with it though. You know, I'm still young. I'm seeing the power of it, so I'm sticking with it. I'm knowing that it's a career. I really ain't got nothing else. I don't know how to work on cars. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. no super raw athlete. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's something that I got. You know, so I'm, I'm still sticking with it. Then Kevin, who was with Malcolm, that gave me the job, they started working with the black newspaper, the baby. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing a black newspaper with my partners in. And I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? The prisons is in it. And I'm seeing reputable prisoners that people talk about in the hood. Richard Wendy Johnson. Hmm. And and like people that's reputable, that's writing back to the community telling them, y'all need to do something and put the guns down. And then my partner, who I know, and be waiting could call me, he in there too. And so I'm like, damn, that's kind of big. And you know, I don't know nobody that did that. Mm. So my partner was like, man, you can do that too, man. I'll hook you up with the number. You can call me. They already like your shit. Uh, like, they like my uh, shit. Uh, and he was like, look, I already choked. And he was like, whenever you're ready. But he was like, you got to be serious if you're going to take it serious so you can do some freelance. But say what you're going to be on. So I uh, still at St. Joe's? Was that at St. Joe's? That was... Um, that was, I mean, it was outside of St. Joe's, but it was, but yeah, yeah. You was already done. I was, I was a senior. I was, okay. 17, I was seventeen when this was happening. Mm. Seventeen, and That's then the young ambition right there. And then at the same time, I'm gonna tell you what also motivated it. I met David D on the streets. David D that was at Camiel, and what David D do is, um, I come, I, I walk, see him walking up the street, and I just walk straight in front of him. And I said, look, I want to do what you do. Mm. How can I do that? Yeah. You know, I'm from the hood. I ain't going to get no other opportunity. I mean, all he can say is no. That's all he, what he, what can he say? Shoot your shot. Know what he said? He wrote down an address. Address was in the boondocks in San Francisco. Hard to get there. It's probably about 20 blocks from the bar. He told me, be at this corner, this before GPS. You tell me, be at this corner, 8 in the morning. You at this corner at 8 in the morning, I'll let you be my intern at KMEA. Damn. Yeah, I left my house at 6 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you feel me? I was going to find that corner. Man. So I did that. I hooked up with Davey. Me and Davey. Me and Davey, high school. While I'm in high school. Oh, still in high school. Me and Davey, um, I, I get respect to Davey because Davey don't come from where we come from. You know what I'm saying? And in a lot of ways, he had to bring me home sometimes. I didn't have no money, all kind of stuff. And he was kind of scared to come in the hood and all that kind of stuff. Huh. And he took his chance and he did that for us. And, um, but you know, on the flip side, he used to like work with the police in terms of letting them be on the show. And I learned from that. What I learned from that is, when I get my show, I ain't gonna be on my show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First. That, that's first what I learned. First. <laughs> and, and I mean, to be honest, I had, um, he gave me a lot of experiences. Pause for a second. So you said, so Davey D, you interning for Davey D now. Well, y'all want to hear the pot story, man? I met Pop one time through Davey D. I was one of the greatest Because I did say, I did say that he, he, he fooled with the police. So let me tell you how I did, or how I got with Pop though through Davey D too. I ain't never met Pop. During the time you intern here. This is why I'm interning. This happened. And just because of Davey D. 
They D, um, I'm answering the phone. Dude called. Say, um, he say, um, I say, yeah, Camiel. He say, who is this? No, I say, who, no, I say, Camiel, who is this? He say, Pac. I said, who? He said, Tupac Shakur. I said, oh, oh. He say, um, I said, no, wait. Shit. You know, yeah. a lot of traumatic shit. 
Man, Pac come on there, man. He was so sensitive to the people's needs and what was going on with the people. They get at Pac and say, man, you got hella naked women in your videos. You probably have a problem. Pac said, the women come dressed like this. But just because you said that, we doing. Well, I'm writing America's Most Wanted right now. Me and Snoop, that's probably going to be one of the biggest songs on the, um, on the album. album at that time. He said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure there ain't no naked women in there. We don't have women in power positions. We don't have women judges. Mm. We don't have women lawyers mm. and stuff like that. He said, just because y'all said that. And that's what came out in that video. If you go out Damn. And by the end of the radio show, yeah. all the women love pop, man. I said, man, that's a cold. That's a cold. Motherfucker. Hey, hey. So how long was they on air? Pop was on the air. It was it was it was four guests and pop. We probably could find that audio. It was four guests and pop on street so on street knowledge with Davey D. And that was one of the biggest things I ever did in radio. That was the ever first only first and only time I met Pop. And that was through the radio and I was a part of that by putting him on the air and all that shit. But yeah, just, never got to meet him in person. Never got to see him. I guarantee you is not another interview with Tupac talking about that shit. Hell no. At least in that light. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. At least in that light. Yeah. If he were talking about it somewhere else, he probably was flashing. You feel me? And what was the trip? It was women. And, you know, they was respectful, but a lot of them came from a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the media was talking about all this about Pop Tyson. Remember, all them was in the media at that time. All right. right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, rape was a big thing. Yeah. And the question was, Black men was feeling like, because I know I was feeling like, come on, man, your brothers don't have to rape me. They ain't nothing. They wrong. Or Tyson don't got to rape me. That's just how I yeah. felt and still yeah, feel. No you know what I'm saying? I mean, at the Tyson fight, do you see how many... Okay, and since we talking about this is such a sensitive topic, too, you know, it's the Me Too times. What It was a different time then. You know what I'm saying? Because now, if you really went back to the way niggas got down, the way niggas was taught to get down, all of that shit was out of pocket by today's standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but let's get real. Let's talk. Let's talk about today's standards. But let's talk about the. Let's talk about the fact we was talking about the Tyson in the pocket. Right. The chick showed up to Tyson room in lingerie at three a.m. Right. That's the facts, bro. Based on what they tell us. That's that's in what the I, media. That's where right. I was going. Now, next. now my question is. Is, did she come in there to play card? Did she come in there to have a business meeting at 3 a.m.? When did she come in there, like bro, that. at 3 a.m.? Hey, no at 3 a.m., business no. hours is 9 to 5. There's a fact right here. It's four of us right here right now. It's four of us right here. If, a, if a, we had a, a lady come to a room, any lady we know, don't know, came to our room at 4 o'clock in the morning with lingerie on, what's going to happen to her? She getting fucked. I mean, is that what she coming for? That's what it seemed like she coming she for. Got she got line, line, you had a woman coming that's what she coming, that's what she coming for. She getting fucked. Right? She so now, your, she, now, now, in my case, she got ahead the night before. And now, at this time, we seen one of the culture vultures did the interview with her. And she was talking man, about... Man, did you, you see that shit, man? She, she, man, did she you see like it? she was one lying to culture me, vultures. Did you see that interview? <laughs> Uh, nah. Vlad did uh-uh, with nah. the with the Tupac bro. Uh-uh. Nah. Oh. 
It's terrible though. Man, you gotta see. You it's gotta terrible just though. See her say what happened, and you gonna be like, what? Damn. Exactly. You gonna be like, what? And, and they just and, that man. I don't name even, back in that day like that, and she gonna come out twenty years later. She she trying that to say that she got raped, but once you see how she tell the story, grabbing my line. Man, it, it was. When you see her tell the story, you gonna be like, man, I'm more team Tupac than ever, man. Better check it, check. Now let me say that for the record, I got daughters. I'm not with no rape. I'm not with none of that. At the same time, I'm not with nobody getting called up on no charges that they're not guilty of either. Right. Me too. Got control right now. 2018. Is that that right? White feminist movement. I think that's the white women's feminist movement right now. And then you know, it's it's not just that. It's it's all it's all it's all congruent with LGBT. It's all congruent with. So is it the new feminist movement from the because the because the biggest because the biggest shit I hate is gay is the new black. Uh, well, let's talk about well, that. Everybody want to be cool. We still uh, fired up over there. We still good. Is it twelve? I don't know. Well, everybody think, wants to be more um, uh, um, prejudiced against the blacks now. Well, I think the well he said gay is the new black, and I think that's a big question that they're trying to bring out. And you got Black Lives Matter. If y'all look at the platform of Black Lives Matter, I don't agree with it. And why I don't agree with it is because when black people fight for stuff. We don't say what you got to be. We don't say if you black with one arm. We don't say if you black and gay. We don't say if you black from the hood. We say if you black, we fight for you, right? How do the black gay shit got to be black gay? Ooh, I ain't with that. And if you notice, it happened right after Ferguson. Now, go back even further than that. Oscar Grant jumped off out here. Right. Then Ferguson jumped off. Then Black Lives Matter came out. And one of the founders, she my partner, Alicia Garza, but I still don't agree with it. You can't just put it out there on some black gay shit and act like... Oh, you don't agree with the black the, gay the, shit? The, the, I don't agree That's, that you call it the Black Lives Matter. Call it Black Gay Lives Matter if everything you're saying is black and gay. Don't say Black Lives Matter. And BLM also stood for the Black Liberation So movement. she's pushing an anti-gay agenda? She's pushing a... Not, not anti-pro. She's pro. super pro-gay oh, agenda. And I'm not... Against gay people, but I'm not you acting like that's the same as black, and that everybody black gotta be witty. But here we go, here we go, falling for the same trick again, right? This is how I look at it. They did this shit when they did civil rights. When they did civil rights, they put handicapped, gay, that you know, they put all of this shit to mask trying to elevate black people back to where we should be or not to where we ever was to where we should be humanized right so at that time they just added in all the other shit they added in women mm-hmm. they added in all that was intentional for everybody to be discriminated yeah. against yeah. not just yeah. black so now so our shit yeah, our shit is all the way watered down and then and then, and, right and, and, and then even though we the only ones been enslaved and then it's a, right now. And it's, a con- it's a conscious effort to uh, show shit on TV, uh, create all of these violent scenarios. Even if a police kill a black man and everybody thinks he's wrong, you got to think about subconscious. 
over time, that shit keep weighing on you. Like, man, man, they ain't shooting these motherfuckers for nothing. This, this ain't even the self-talk you having. This way in the back of your head. Yeah. And you say, I'm not racist. You see what I'm saying? And you say, my friends are black. That's that shit. You don't even realize. You don't even know because Sister Soldier said some shit a long ass time ago, blood. It stuck with me for the rest of my life. I, I don't know if it was her book I read. It had to be in her book. It might, I might have looked at a video or something, but she said, no, she was on Donahue, I think. She said, I remember this shit. This shit cold. She said, black people can't be racist. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's like a deer getting chased down by a lion nine times a day. All of a sudden, we just going to be friends? Like, I'm a tra- y'all, just, y'all just ate my partner. Yeah. Y'all ate him. I watch y'all dismantling. Right? It's yeah, the laws of nature. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? How could you ever be racist? It's not that it's some. It's not that it's not black extremists. It's black extremists, of course, right? But even them niggas don't. Christopher Dorner ain't black. He ain't with our struggle. He was just killing his own. He was killing police. Yeah. He trusted that shit and got himself fucked. And they drove him crazy. He believed in some shit and it wasn't real. That's like a motherfucker been telling you about Jesus the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And you come to find out that ain't the real story. Motherfuckers been lying. I've been praying and so that that's how that's how I look at the shit. Like, don't mask our shit. Address our shit. I get, man. It's so much to the point with me. My my daughter address it. They feel what I'm saying. Laws for discrimination against the homosexuals and motherfuckers getting fired off their job. Blacks being, being discriminated. Let me tell, let me tell. Let me tell you, my biggest thing with it is, you decide whether you tell people if you homosexual. You don't decide whether you tell people if you black. That's a big, that's a big determining factor. You see what I'm saying? The the average man don't. It did? Oh, my bad. I just got to check. This nigga finna say he's shooting off too much fire, man. I ain't, I can't let this go. <laughs> hey, I'm saying that, that you you decide whether you tell people if you gay or not. You don't decide whether you tell people. If you're black. Hey, that's my point. You born a trans, a trans. He can choose whether he's gonna chop his dick off, go all the way with it. Show people or don't show people. You think if black people couldn't be chameleons? On, and I'm finna go eat at a restaurant. I'm just gonna. Boop. I'm finna get the best service real quick. Yeah, James White. They're gonna police. James White. You know what I'm saying? Most blacks can do is change our voice over the phone. That's the only oh, thing. We, the only and thing we, we, and then we and then niggas so baritone they still hear it. Yeah, that sound like a black nigga it, trying yeah. to be white. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but I was gonna I was gonna say this. My daughter, right? This is OUSD. It's Oakland Public Schools. So it's a it's a it's a it's a kid. You know, in her class, that's been going through this for a long time. Supposed to be transitioning. Like these people are pro. So, like I, these are the kind of people. If your kid pick up a toy, the doll, just let them explore. But if there's a gay parent in the house, people don't understand influence, right? I'm smoking pot right now. But I personally don't smoke in front of my kid. Cause I'm gonna give her her choice. She don't smoke weed because daddy smoke weed. She don't drink because daddy drink. You know what I'm saying? Let her have her shit. If she decide to do that, that's on her. Even if she know, I'm not gonna do it in front of her. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never saw me do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so my thing is, if if it's two dads in the house, right? 
Why do y'all gotta paint his nails? Can he try football? Can he can he can he try dirt bike? I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like Why you, you talk about the gay shit, but you don't give your kid a choice. So my daughter was uncomfortable with the boy going to the girls' bathroom. Come to find out, we researched the laws. We called the Oakland school board. My daughter's uncomfortable. You know what the solution was? She can use the ones that the teachers them use and all the kids that feel like her, and he can continue to go in the girls' bathroom. Meaning, kids, what I said, we was way different back in the day, right? Little niggas I know would have been like, shit, I'm gay as a motherfucker. We can go in here with these bitches. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm gay as shit. How you gonna tell me? How you gonna tell me I ain't gay? But he's he's the minority in the situation, but we're not gonna make him feel different. So you guys go. We're not gonna make him feel uncomfortable. So and then and then, you know. I just that's how I, I, weird I, I, that shit is. That's, that's crazy, man. Know. But it's the law. You nobody don't gonna, even. But they not gonna do that in these flatland East Oakland schools because my make you feel uncomfortable. But we gonna make the your. We it's gonna crazy. Make, we gonna make your daughter feel. It's crazy. She uncomfortable. She got. She she gotta be compromised. She gotta change all her. of these laws that they have, and that and just to show you, I'm not being, I'm not discriminating on uh, LGBT, no gay people. However you choose to live your life. What I'm saying is. What I'm saying is, even if you was a, uh, like all the people that have been shooting up the schools, even if you had a mental problem, right? Yeah. You go to jail for crack and you can't buy a gun, but y'all know this motherfucker crazy, crazy shit. on record and he can buy a gun. <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, I don't support, the, I'm not into electoral politics in the presidency, but you see how Obama had to be a constitutional lawyer and a senator. Oh my goodness! Trump. The, the qualifications for Obama, boy. Man. The list continues to go hey, on. Man. Hey, what I'm just saying, Trump. Trump with, with Donald man. Trump, man. Yeah, yeah, he man, they lowered the bar. He grabbed the cheeks by a pussy, and it came oh, out a man. week before the selections. Right. You know, oh, before man. they selected him, he they he they was really grabbed the cheeks by a pussy on TV. So I'm just saying, that's why that show you right there? That crazy. Nobody up in that White House going against that man. But I, I wanna put I wanna pull it back. I wanna pull it back a little bit. That nigga playing an apprenticeship up in that motherfucking white house right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. I, I, I wanna I wanna pull it back to back to you personally, right? Yeah. So just to go back to uh, around your high school days, you start bringing up was uh, was we talking about Davy D. So are you are you kind of like Davy D's intern? Are you getting paid at Cameo? What's going on? Nah, we actually fell out behind some shit like that. You know, Davy started paying this chick that I recruited, and you want to paying her to be the producer. You want to shout her out? Nishat, he started paying Nishat Curl, who I brought. She came from the little program, the little youth program that I was part of, journalism. So we fell out. I came off the show. And um, I came off the show for a little while, and that's how we fell out. Well, that was one of the one of the fall fallouts that we had. So, you know, I was getting no, nah, I, don't, I don't think I ever got paid from Cameo. So, so y'all fell out. Years. Y'all fell out like no more relationship. Yeah, like I ain't fucking with you for about two years. But Damn. you know, I went to about Youth Radio. By that time, he did hook me up with Youth Radio. I hooked up with Youth Radio. I was still getting some skills. I ended up um, 
fucking with them, getting a job, teaching other people radio. And Not to cut you off, but before podcasts exist, in your mind, your young journalistic mind, go back then, did you ever see media looking like this? Nah, this is dope. <laughs> this shit, I, I probably couldn't have did it, so I'm commending you because I couldn't have did I look at Sway, I'd be like all the time, like, damn, nigga, this interview's so good. I know I would want to smoke a joint uh, in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what I'm saying? But then, yeah. You know? Like, you see, I, I saluted it when we first came on. That's only 14. To me, this is right. what journalism's supposed to be. Right. Where we live at. And this yeah. is organic, it man. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. Than this, it ain't supposed yeah. to be suited up right here, and man. acting hella fake and we got some makeup on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be like, man, okay, you want another? Oh, All right, let me get that. on the block. Man. Because on the real, that's where the real people and the real Real issues and the real talk come out. Well, we want to have conversations. We don't want to interview. Exactly. We don't want to drink. And, and not just that. And, and not just that. I mean, to me, the few motherfuckers that we didn't have, like, you know, already in, in, in you know, coming here in the near future is damn, it's just legendary, right? It's, it's an honor to have. And I feel the same way about you because you don't break your shit. You keep going and the stories don't get told. I'm not going to have my partner that I know is really with the shit even when I ain't there. Like, he got, I got his mind, but this nigga wake up out his bed. You know what I'm saying? He got a kid like me. Somebody say, JR's going down. This nigga out. You know, I know it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to, I got to commend you for that. You know what I'm saying? Because without that shit, without that fire, nigga, we die. Like, it's too much sucker shit. You know what I mean? Going on. Like, so, so you being in journalism back then, like, Knowing you from the hood, but you in there, like, nigga, you had, like, it, you know how weird, because I tell people this all the time, to be the rapper, to be the actor, the video nigga, when you come back to the turf, back then, niggas just gonna pick on you, you doing what, nigga, what you doing? Oh shit, bullshit, nigga. nigga! Look at this paper, nigga. I'm, yeah, nigga, nigga, I'm eating, nigga. nigga you know what I'm saying, nigga, I'm packing this pencil, nigga. Look at this dick in this car, nigga. You know what I mean? Especially if you ain't just hella rich from it, nigga. Looking at you like, fuck, nigga, that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, how was it? Like you said, you had youth radio. Like, how was that? Like, you are you? Because you started well, off. Well, let me tell you, my first, my first. Music radio interview was the delinquents. Mm, he down, G Stack came through there. My partner Trevor, he, you know, he's still kicking. Me and him interviewed the delinquents. So, I mean, it was like we brought what we thought was dope. Yeah. I ended up looking back up with Davey D. We, um, I brought a Scarry X to him. Mm. I brought Seagram. We had Seagram to, to, Two weeks before he did, he got killed. Mm. We had rapper Ron two weeks before he died. We're gonna go back to Ron because Ron is a legend that I want to clarify how he died, what happened, everything, and you know the story. But go ahead. Yeah. So so yeah, all that yeah. like like my my job. I came back to radio with David because I felt like I had the biggest opportunity. Then let me tell you, in reference to what you're saying, in terms of the reference of the money. You right, but you know it was about having money, but it was also about having fun at that time. So you know what what I ended up having was all the tickets. So we go to, and if I didn't have the tickets, 
Y'all want to go fuck with E-40 in the night? They're going to be at the wake-up show and Sway and them going to be there. We can, or or friends and tracing them to be there. So and, you never get, so you you get your guys in. Oh, my God. We come in five, six deep. We, did we fall asleep. We smoking all the weed. We kicking it. So it was like we was having fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and everybody who was getting money, they might have to bounce, but they're going to come back because it was also up close and personal. It wasn't like we was fans. Yeah. You could ask for be the Jim Foley, we sitting there watching Tyson fight up in Camille Business Room with my cousins in there from the hood. And they like, be the Jim, who you got? And be like, oh, blood, I got him. And Foley like, I got him. Tyson. Uh-huh. And, and everybody throwing some money, and it's, we all regular. And where right. you gonna get right. that versus going to a concert where right. you looked at as a fan and they looked at as the rapper? So I had that going. And I wanted to do something different always anyway. Yeah. And you remember at that time, Tony Jones and Trackstar was doing a lot out here. Man. You remember that? That was Hell what was yeah. going on in the hood. I remember right when Tony right? Jones was in the paddy wagon. He wasn't even in the car yet. So that's what I'm saying. You're doing a lot out here where they terrorizing motherfuckers. How I'm looking at it is I need to have a voice. Davey, I'm not talking about have a voice where I can talk to the police chief. But whatever I can say, I can say something about Trackstar on KMEL and put it out there and let Trackstar know what us is a venue know what you're doing in the East. Huh. <laughs> we know what you look. We at KMEL, Trackstar, stop terrorizing our people. Something that quick. Right. You know, the East be like, what did he just, who was that? Yeah. Who was that? Yeah. Who was that? that? Man, somebody find out who that is. You know what I'm saying? And I used to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And so I seen it too. The, it, again, it was rebel. It was the difference. Revolutionary, I wasn't hooked up with nobody movement. I wasn't hooked up with nobody. I didn't have nobody backing me. I was just saying shit. Yeah. Shit that I thought we needed to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's how I dealt with that though, rap. Right? Mm. That's what's so, up, man. I see you had um, got into a little scuffle with the OPD. <laughs> What was that after the Oscar Grand March? And that's the that's like the was it the second or third time I got to you know, I been super OPD before. I super OPD and he boots from the cool daddy, Walter Robin, me and my Talk homegirl me. Rashida, like, man, 2003. Okay. We had a, no, so 2003, we over there at Jack London Square. Mm. Youngsters is rallying. We kind of over there just supporting some young people that we over there with. We kind of ain't even really tripping. We just with them. Man, the police would start riding dirt bikes and start running up on the children, but running up on the girls and like scratching up their legs with the dirt bikes. Not hitting them hard enough to break nothing or knock them over, but just enough to scratch them up and put that dirt on them, right? <laughs> and so uh, they do one girl, and my homegirl Rashida say, she tell us a black woman police officer, she say something like, she was like, bitch, that's your daughter. That's your little sister. That's how the white police used to do your mama. And the black police lady jump off the bike and try to, like, grab her by her face. Right? So she, she pushed really her. She show out for the right co- white cop. Right. Showing, out. showing out for she, the white cop. She's showing out. Right? So she tried to, like, I'm talking about come at her like this. Right? And try to grab her by her face. Right? So she do some old move and her and the, her and the uh, cop going at it. Man, they try to jump Rashida. 
I jump in. I can't, man. I'm going to stand there and let the police beat up my homegirl, man. So I jump up in there, and we in there, and we go to jail. But see, they didn't got boot prints and shit on. They didn't shine their boots and shit before this shit, right? Dang. They got boot prints and they got boot shine, boots print on us, on, on our pants oh, and yeah. on our stomach and they shit like that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. and then the black lady from KTVU, I don't even know her name, but it's a black lady that be on mm. KVTVU. She seen it and she waited till we got out of jail. And I give a shout out to her to this day. But and I know what she looked like. But she waited till we got out of jail, and she said she was the only person that waited for us. And we got out of jail. She put that shit on TV, and she did that. And then Boots, Daddy, Boots from the Cool, Daddy. He's a lawyer. His name is Walter Riley. He came, was our lawyer, got us out for the case. He sued the police and told us, "Oh yeah, we suing the police. I just uh. need y'all to come to this deposition." Um, thing next week and we suing the police I don't even need y'all to do nothing else y'all just sign right here sign right here sign right here sign right here we did that did the deposition man we got a check man, I got a check for about six thousand oh, yeah. yeah, my home girl got a check for about eight nine huh. what did hear a little more wrong or I mean they tried to grab she was the main one they tried to grab yeah. you know what I'm saying and and so so yeah. so so while we on the subject of, of, of the Oakland police, and it, I know you're gonna go into their history more because you know a lot, but you know a story that's untold. I've been seeing the Versace story, the OJ story, a lot of this shit lately. They need to tell that Oakland Rider story. You right. I was just getting in the game with the Bayview when that happened with the Riders. That's four to five police. Really, we know it's the whole force, but. They caught the four or five police with they was robbing people, beating up people. Um, they didn't want to say killing people, but we believe killing people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, they was doing a whole lot. They was they called themselves the riders. Um, they was operating mostly in West Oakland. And they ended up Oakland police they Oakland. Here too. They was in the East too? Yeah, Did they the cases? The Okay, I didn't, yeah, uh, I didn't yeah. even know. I, <laughs> for them that don't know, the Oakland police had to give up a hundred and ten million yeah. because of them cases. Yeah. There was a couple yeah. niggas out here with tickets. Yeah, close, close to. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, but you know what it is though. Then. I think that a lot of people be scared to tell them real stories. Like we get behind Fruitvale Station. In movies like that, but you know that that's not really what made the Oscar Grant movement pop off. What made the Oscar Grant movement pop off is we knew that that was a nameless, faceless black man just like us. You know what I'm saying? On January 7th, when the first rebellion went down, we didn't know nothing about dude. We didn't know he was from Hayward, or we didn't know nothing about him. It went down because they killed the black man. You know what I'm saying? But they tried to make the movie about this dude who was saving a dog and pouring out the weed. And, you know, he was doing all the so, right so, stuff. So, so, But I'm saying, look how Hollywood try to gut it. So you don't. So you don't. So I'm saying you're right. They got to tell the writer's movie yeah, the yeah. way from our perspective. Don't put right. no Hollywood twists on it. So you're not. And no disrespect to him, are you fond of Ryan Coogler's work or not? Because, because, 
Well, where, where I, you at with that? I, I only seen two out of three of his films. I saw Fruville Station and I saw Black Panther. And to be honest, I, I didn't like both of them. I seen both of them as, um, I seen it as almost police jobs. And while I say, like I was just saying about Fruitvale Station, Fruitvale Station wasn't about who he was, this angel. And from what we hear, we know that that was even fake. I talked to Ryan himself. He, you know, a lot of that was fictional. He didn't save the dog. He didn't pour the weed out that day. He didn't, give the recipe. he didn't get a recipe to the white girl. But if you take all that Hollywood dramatics out the movie, what is the movie about? A nigga getting killed. That's I'm it. Totally but they don't want to tell you the truth for the matter because the truth is too real. Yeah. And they and really the truth of the matter ain't what got us jumping. Yeah. It ain't even really about him. It's about the 20 people they killed plus him. Yeah. That we knew about. That we knew about cuz they killing more than that. Right. But that we yeah. knew about. Right. It's about that line of people when we like, "Oh, okay, y'all going to keep killing us. Okay, we going to get wild in." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now they but, loving, they actually loving Michael B. Jordan more than they loving Oscar Grant man. himself. And yeah. I'm saying, yeah, was that what? what and, 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 Oscar Grant, Oscar Grant, for real, for real, forgotten yeah. about. You know what I mean? Man, nigga, nah, man, let me come, tell you who forgotten like, about. You who forgotten about is Lavelle Mixon, and that's who helped make the story bigger too. Remember, that's the youngster from Oakland who killed uh, the four police two yeah. months right. later. Let's talk about yeah, him. Yeah, it was just, it's just the anniversary. A few days ago. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he just killed the... And, and they don't talk about him. I asked I asked Ryan Coogler why he wasn't in the um, film. Why he didn't even put on newscasts or nothing at the end, the beginning. Nothing. That's a part of it. That's a part of it. That happened two months later. But you know how they'll fuck him up? How they be doing these shits? And when they bring it back, they reach it. Like this OJ shit being told so much, but the new shit so good and the death row shit is because it coming from the police perspective. Like, so we seeing a little more, like, oh. Because, yeah. see, they unfolding all that Tupac murder mystery shit now in L.A. Now they exposing it. Then they couldn't bankrupt the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, been, if they would have been held responsible for Biggie's murder, I mean Biggie, they would have been held responsible for Biggie's murder, that would have been some shit. Because you remember they had the ramparts at that same time. The ramparts. They couldn't I've let the ramparts. ramparts. You know, y'all know about ramparts. That was like Did the riders out here. But y'all seen Training Day? Right. It was a real dude like that. Raphael that was hooked up in the Biggie and the Death Row stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. hooked up in all that and Denzel oh, was watching that uncensored. That's so what they, you they been watching like, that uncensored. They act like these dirty it's a riders police. He, this nigga was a, a urban terrorist. He wasn't riding around beating motherfuckers. Call up, it what it right. is. Planting dope, beating them over their head, doing killing motherfuckers. Killing motherfuckers, setting motherfuckers up, making motherfuckers sell dope. They OPD still they pimping. They got a few. They tell a bitch to get on the, you gonna make us some money in a text. Nigga, what? The FBI is taking these niggas to jail forever, every day for this, right? So, they act like dirty cops don't exist. My thing is like, man, you gotta call it what it is, man. If, if, if a motherfucker sitting around plotting murders, hurting people, killing and maiming in the neighborhood, man, that is urban terrorism. But, I, but you, but the but the biggest thing is I don't even just want to call it and limit it to just a, even one urban terrorist. It's an urban terrorist organization. How many of these motherfuckers can keep growing through this shit? Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Trackstar and Tony Jones. Who is the newest? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the way and them boys killed that boy Saturday. 
them the new ones for sure. You see how they let off yeah. on that boy? Oh, man. Them the new ones. And that's what I'm saying. And watch how they yeah. get away with it. Or watch how they get a paid vacation for almost a year. He ain't going to get no community. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask man. you how you feel about this. All y'all, right? I, I had a conversation with somebody about this, and they, and they feel differently. It's like this with me. That's why I saluted the measurely conviction. Not the sentence, but the conviction. Because we got to take one step back. I don't agree I that this that. man shouldn't have been in jail forever, but we got to convict first. If we don't even get a conviction, we get nowhere. And yeah. it, it give us something to fight for. We yeah. got to fight for something. He's a convicted murderer on yeah. paper. Yeah. Even though he didn't do no time. Yeah. We, well, we know, know some niggas in the hood that didn't do no time for murder. Or some <laughs> right. shit. You know right. what I mean? Right. And that ain't, no, that ain't no giving him no props. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, we cut that tip. Got it. I got you. Uh, yeah. So, so, so when you when you up at the radio station, getting on your political time, and uh, getting that you know OPD and shit, is you getting any backlash from that shit? Well, I was used to man when I first started driving, man. I used to get so many motherfucking tickets, bro. For real. <laughs> you think they used to just have your plates in the thing? Well, let me tell you something. Cause I've been told. No, let me time. let me tell you something. The day that I was going to Brazil, I got the line I was going to Brazil. Um, I was going. I went to get the visa that day. The visa is basically a permission to go to the country. You got to go somewhere in San Francisco, the embassy. You pay a certain amount of money. Man, you know, I got two tickets in the trip. Come on, man. How many people driving that day, man? <laughs> I get caught twice. Way to Frisco? Man, from Frisco. <laughs> Frisco, man, I get caught twice. <laughs> twice, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and both of them is $400 tickets. Ooh. And I got to pay $300 for the uh, visa. Right, right. $1,100. That day, $1,100. They, they would stop trying to stop you from going, to, from going to Brazil? I don't necessarily think they necessarily trying to stop me as much as they going to tax me. And antagonize me. Tax me, yeah. antagonize me, fuck yeah. with me mentally. Fuck with you. Yeah, Fuck like, with I, me. I watched the, watch the, uh, the 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 Waco shit. They had the lights on the house with the horns blaring <laughs> all night. Like we gonna horn you motherfuckers yeah, out of there, yeah, out of there. I yeah. said, God damn, that's a cold tag, man. Yeah, cold but tag. a lot of people was mad about that. But I I want to say back to oh you want to say no? Nah, let me say something about that. I'm in Europe twice. I flew through once and I was there one time in Ireland. How the, how the U.S. government, or I don't know if it was the Irish or the U.S. government, they was taking pictures of us, blood, everywhere we was at, the same people. Motherfuckers was coming with big movie cameras out of nowhere, taking pictures of us, blood, just like how they fuck with you mentally. Hey. And to be honest, they don't need to show me that they're taking pictures of me. Think about that. They could take a picture of me from a motherfucking satellite, to be honest. Right. They you know what I'm saying? They, 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 it's a it's mental it. game. But if you don't know that, that's more then, like it get, that's, it, then it get in your head. That's like the Princess Diana shit, though. Uh, follow her, follow her, follow her. Play like you paparazzi. Ooh, speed up, speed up. Then do the pit maneuver in the tunnel when nobody can see. Ah. Man, yeah. She can't marry no Muslim. Fuck. An African one at that. But now, but now, her son is finna marry an African, a black girl. It's a different world too, man. But you know she was pregnant. That you know they say that, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, she was definitely pregnant. Wow. You know, Princess Diana was pregnant by a motherfucker that was from North Africa. I never knew all this about that. You know what I mean? For you know that? But I always figured that that was some weird shit. No, that was very weird. That was <laughs> them, James, them James Bond motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah they knocked her. Nah, they knocked her. That shit real. We don't, we don't know the name just like we be calling out Illuminati. If you think it's still called that, nigga, you, you 19 centuries behind. You right, but you know what I think it is? Illuminati is just a way for us to call the little power circle, the top power circle of white people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The white people, the white men. You know what I'm, you know I'm going to break it down all to? Yeah, what you going to say? It's a European. Right. Homosexual. Right. Elite class. Right. Of weird people, Nathan Rothschild type motherfuckers. Right. Tie me up to a tree and spank me. Right. Motherfucker, that's why the people in Hollywood do the down low gay shit. Because we're going to get you all the way to this place and let me see if I can play with your booty. If you want to play, if you want to play, if you want to play this game. <laughs> well, 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 let me take it even this deeper. Is the game but now, let me take it even deeper for you. To take it even deeper for you, it's the, it's the white witchcraft devil shit because they say some shit like, you know how black people, when you get into the shit, they talk about the chakras. Right. You blow open a motherfucker bottom chakra, which is your ass. Right. You change them. You not a man no more. You a male. Right. But you more malleable. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can change you into what you want. And even in the black world. Prison rape. And and even in the black world. You ever know a motherfucker that really had prison rape? Or like, huh? nobody's the same. Like if if you get know, raped in like prison, if a motherfucker, I don't know I nobody. I don't know nobody personally, but I'm saying I seen the people on TV like the rape victim niggas, like niggas, because they don't do that shit in California prisons yeah, like that. And I'm saying they have been places. Been a lot of motherfuckers, and I ain't never been. Man, it's prison rape. It's prison such rape. thing. I mean, there was a lot of prison rape before you was going to prison. Too. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah I that know. happened. Yeah, most almost. Oh, I'm not saying it didn't happen, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying niggas doing that. You like you say, take taking a nigga man that that's not just a phrase. Hey, but but Rab, you know hey, I, you know I used to do commercials and shit back in the day though. You know I've been in Hollywood. I did some shit with uh, John Madden before. Damn. Before we had Nintendo. What you do with John Madden? Man, we did a commercial. Man, I did a commercial with John Madden. Some old crazy ass salami Out here shit. In California. Or it was in San Francisco. San Francisco, and I remember what I remember about him because I wasn't no huge football fan. I didn't grow up with no pops. My cousin Leon Hooker was my football legend to me because I didn't, we wasn't watching nobody but the Dynamites. Lily, Dynamites. You know what Shout I'm saying? Lily, 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 Kick, and it was all of the Jemani and all of them was dope. Okay. You know what I'm saying? In the, in, the, in, the, in the Dynamites, and that's what I used to go to. But um, I did some shit with. I remember he had hella rings on his finger. Hella big ass rings on every finger. I did something with Alan Thick, Robin Thick, Daddy. Remember he yeah. used to do growing growing pains. Yeah, yeah. I was in Burglar with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Damn. I was in Casualties of War with uh, Michael J. Fox. Damn. Wow. The Hooker family, the whole crew, about fifteen of us, was in. Um, it's some shit called um, Wildfire. But motherfuckers went up there and acted a fool, so Helen <laughs> got kicked out. Right? <laughs> you already know the hookers don't act a fool. Man, my cousins, man. We got to just stop to say, if y'all from Oakland and you don't know about the hookers on 83rd and Holly, man, 
Especially East Oakland. <laughs> East Oakland. For real, man. You just, Especially you just, East Oakland. You just lame as fuck, man. This family <laughs> legendary. So, yeah, them yeah. my niggas, man. Shout out to them niggas, man. Shout out to the hooker. Shout out to Miss Hooker, man. Straight up. Straight up. Man, my cousins didn't try to strangle the ducks, man. My older cousins was throwing rocks at people, stealing the hot chocolate that was free. That was free, though. That was free. They stealing the hot chocolate. You know, when we first get there, like, steal that shit at the end. Right. So, what was giving you... Doing all that shit, I'm just going back to that. What was, how was that? What was giving you the ambition? Like, cause them opportunities, my opportunities was go to the park, shoot hoop, see if I can get a couple hours from Cleek. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have no opportunity to go do no movie. My mama, my mama wanted to do that shit in her life. She couldn't do that shit. So she, so me. she figured out hella ways and pushed me. That's dope though. And did it. But then I got to be Joe's was special too, nigga. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then my daddy, no, no, no. My daddy, my daddy died. That's Jason Kidd's. Yeah, cool. yeah. My daddy yeah. died. My daddy got killed, and so the Social Security money, okay, she flipped it and made me go to St. Joe's. That's good. Yeah, so yeah, I could yeah. do something different. That's that's dope. Dope. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Nord shout out to moms, moms. Day back then, man. That was that was You gotta be ambitious for your kid, cause you know, like I grew up. Like, like everybody was doing dope, right? But you was just lucky to have a functional smoker mama. Like if your mama paid her rent, you know, you're like you you had different kind of smoker mamas. Like if your mama paid her rent, make sure y'all had somewhere to stay and all that. Then you had the ones who was selling the pussy, functional ain't got no teeth in their mouth eventually. Yeah. You know that was fucked up. Yeah, functional. So let me tell you. So my mama. So my mama was probably like. My mama was the square mama, but that was fighting niggas and stabbing niggas okay. straight out of Casamon. Okay. So uh, hood niggas was respecting it when they was young. So yeah. they came up and she never had no problems in the streets because they knew her from when she was young and always had them respect. She was Calvin Hooker's little sister yeah. right under my Uncle Calvin. You know what I'm saying? So he would get in fights. She would beat up niggas for him when they was younger. Yeah. And I'm talking about high school younger. I ain't talking about hella young. I'm talking about look how look. He like, nigga, you can't help that. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. So That's my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can ask him about my mama. My mama, my mama notorious for stabbing motherfuckers, ice picking motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And laying, you know, this was full hella gunplay. You know, that's how motherfuckers was laying motherfuckers. So moms was really kind of on that, but then moms married the dude after my dad. We moved to like Alameda after we moved to Alvin Groom. And I moved to actually, I moved to uh, the BVs. And in, in, in that neighborhood, I knew um, J.R. Ryder. Grew yeah. up with J.R. Ryder. He was in there. He was selling weed there. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, he, was, he was probably about 15. Yeah. I was probably about I was probably about seven, six, seven. Jay used to pay me two dollars. Me and Jimmy Rollins that played for the Phillies, he an MVP, the Hall of Famer, right. future Hall of Famer. Me and him used to do motherfucking Michael Jackson for J.R. Ryder and them selling weed, and then they used to give us two and five dollars. Damn, you, you hear it, man. Saying? Jimmy Rollins, man, played for Philadelphia Phillies, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All-star, man. Baseball legend. Baseball legend. <laughs> Me and him used to be doing motherfucking Michael Jackson 
for J.R. Ryder and the homies while they were selling weed for two and five dollars for their amusement back when two and seven. Damn. And you, I mean, we were nah, we was about six, seven years old, but they'd give us two and five dollars. Uh-huh, blood, do that shit again. And they died since you own that, you know, cause I me myself, I grew up a real basketball nut. So we going to Alameda, the Live Decker, we going to the park yeah, over there, yeah, we going yeah, to Hoop, yeah. right? I done been playing with Jason Kidd at the park. Right. Back yeah. then, for some reason, this white looking black nigga had hops. <laughs> it, back then, I don't know if he blew his shit out on the court back then. But then he had hops early. If you go back and look at some old footage, he was dunking on shit, right? So, um, J.R. Ryder, like, how, what you feel about that? Like, what, what you feel about that, like, town pressure? That, you know what happened. He kind of collapsed. You know what I'm saying? You, you, well, to be honest, I know a whole backstory that we can't even talk about. Okay, we totally 100% on film. But what I say happened to Jr. A lot of he took a lot of people for face value that shouldn't have been taken for face value, and they got it. I know exactly. What you know mean. what I'm saying? And and he he a good dude, and I think that crushed him. You know what I'm saying? I think that crushed him. Like, Is that the classic a, basketball story, though? You know what would even be sicker than that? That might be the classic town story. Because yeah. the town always gets to the top. And then, I mean, shit, three times crazy. Yeah. Keek, solo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, man. We yeah. know that Keek been the king of Oakland for hella long in the rap world. Why Keek ain't got no motherfucker? And I'm not knocking nobody because, you know what I'm saying? It'd be a lot of pressure, I mean, to 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 do what it is that you do. And I ain't never been in that situation making $40 million, $50 million. But I'm just saying, I know that. I don't know. I think that I think that um, JR was also one of the first of his class. Would I ask you, Rap, like, who could... Who could J? Who could be Jr. mentor at that time? That was before rap motherfuckers was getting real money. You know what I'm saying? That was before he was telling me how Pac was juiced to meet him. We was talking about Pac one day. You know what I'm saying? And he was telling me how Pac was juiced to meet him, and he was just talking about being around the world and shit like that. So I'm just saying, it's it's I didn't been around a few dudes. Another dude like that um, was. Um, um, Malcolm Shabazz, Malcolm X's grandson, who qualified to really be these dudes' mentor to talk to them on a level that they respect fully. You've been where I'm at. You made 40 million and you know what it is to be 23 years old and now you in this $40 million contract and it's a check coming this month for 800,000. Mm. I mean, your partner who making 2,000 a month, you ain't gonna respect it. He gotta be like, what's happening, bro? You know what I'm saying? You bro, gonna be, bro? So, you know what's up? What we, nigga? We was just stealing sodas, nigga. Exactly, and it, now I'm making enough to buy you a house every month. So I'm just saying to say that it's easy to be young and arrogant at that time, man. And I remember being around Jr. and I remember the boy buying an ounce of weed and and telling us we got to get out. I remember when he first signed. His contract, and I first seen him, and he bought a black Benz. And he told us, you can ride with me, but the minute that you can't smoke no more weed with me, you got to get out. <laughs> this is what he just signed. 
And so, you know what I'm saying? It's just, my thing is, we don't be having no peers, bro. Yeah. We, I'm not no peers, no mentors. We don't have no... We don't really be having, we don't really be having nobody that we fully, one hundred percent respect. We become the man at twenty three, but now we at this age, we know a motherfucker twenty three don't know nothing about the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At this age, somebody at this age trying to play somebody twenty three, come on, man, we gonna play them like a guitar, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm just saying, without no mentors, you stuck out there, and I'm just saying, I think that Jr. was one of them. Victims of the circumstances, Ascari X, victims of the circumstances, yeah. rapping rhyme, victims of the circumstances. That's what I was gonna talk to you about. See? Like, the, is that is this some like Oakland curse with that shit? Yeah. Like, all our greatness don't make it. Yeah, what? Huh? Um, I can't say that all of us. I mean, Jim, Jimmy like, Rollins, like Jimmy say, Rollins, Gary Payton. Just say, just say what? Can I think you talk we talk about rapping rhyme a little bit. Well, I think you want me to talk about rapping Ryan or you want me to comment on that? Talk about, about rapping Ryan, Ryan, your history with rapping Ryan, and, and, and how that, how you, from your eyes, how that ended. How I seen rapping Ryan, to be honest, as first, let me say, as a fan, I remember buying Bad Influence album at T'Swy Uzi and Maniac Mind being the shit. We used to bump on the radio. We didn't even have no deck in the van. We yeah. had a boom box. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Riding up and down the street with nothing to do, smoking weed up and down East 14th all the way to San Leandro High and back. Right. You know what I'm saying? The 83rd and Holly. And bumping Maniac Mind and Secret Reality Check at that same time. Um, I thought Rapper Ryan and, and Diddley Dog was, was phenomenal and never really got their props for how dope they really was as rhyme sayers. Um, they was lyrical no, acrobats. Them niggas was geniuses, bro. I ain't gonna yeah. lie, man. Rapping Ryan and that Dilly Dog. I yeah. And them niggas was raw as shit off the head. Yeah, they was raw. Man, that nigga, so, I seen that nigga off the head. So let me just say, as a fan, I was always, um, I respected them too, because I seen myself as a lightweight rider. And as a rider, I just tripped off of how he could captivate you with what he was saying, what he wrote, and what he was saying. And you know, he a hippopotamus and a hypothesis, hippopotamus, rhyme to say hella shit. You know, and he rhymed six or seven times. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and do it off the top of his head. Right. <laughs> and so I met them. I forgot where I met them, but I remember bringing them into the radio station. And Ryan. And, and, and Diddley and Mr. Eel. It was right after... Where um, was Mr. Eel really from? I don't really even know. Chicago? It's it somewhere Midwest. Okay. Yeah, but um, it was all three of them. Gov might have hooked it up. Because I was doing some stuff. I was Gov was hooking me up with a lot of interviews. Um, I had did something with Gov. He hooked me with Drew. And so Rapper Ryan and them had came through. And to be honest, me and Davey, I was I was honored because I really knew who he was. Davey, I think, was honored on his show on KPFA because he seen how Juice 
the youngsters from the hood was. Yeah. We was like, whoa, rapper Ryan here, whoa. Right. And then rapper Ryan um, did a freestyle and let us know it was a freestyle by incorporating what was going on in the studio. Did you? Did yeah. it, is that? Did that? Is that what Mr. Fab got that from? Man, I think. With all due respect, it's, it's let me do, hold on. Let me let me let me say this. Okay, okay, let okay. me say this. With all due respect, rapping around was a superstar, and maybe Fab was a, let's say a star. Rapping around was a superstar, and but let me say this though because I think that a lot of people from our era downplay our era. And why, wait, let me say this. Let me just say this last part, and it's going to be real short. We downplay our era because I feel like it was Rapper Ryan. We had Ann Diddley Dog. We had Ascari X. We had C. We had Vidal. We had the Loonies. We had Adrian. And then we had Q. And I'm that's, saying. That's your order? I'm not putting it in no order. I'm not putting it in no order. All I'm saying is. These was all lyrical dudes. Nah, then I got to add Opio and Tajay and Dale and them. I'm talking about just dudes that can flip words. And all I'm saying is a lot of times our era give credit to Rapper Ryan and Rapper Ryan deserve his credit. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying Vidal do. Scary X do the era was so it is the era was so convoluted with talent. We don't see how talented everybody really was. Hey, That's man, what I say. Nah, all I was gonna say was that I don't think you was being disrespectful at all. I think even Fab gotta look at I gotta you know rap and run. I you know I take a step back for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I take a step back for rap and run. No problem. You know you, you can't because you can't. Well, let me ask you all this. What was it about our era or that era? Because all these is our eras. We still alive. So what was it about that era that produced all of that? I mean, that put independent hip hop on. Do y'all do y'all remember? Wait, wait, let me let me let me just say this last comment. I know y'all gonna agree with me. Agree with me. Do y'all remember in that era it was a lot of youngsters? From our era that wasn't listening to nothing but town hip hop. That was just from here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They right. had Rapper Ryan, they had C, they yeah. had Ascari. Exactly. They might have Dangerous Dane, they had Show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got our own you know what I'm saying? We weren't listening to nothing None. else. Nothing else. You know what I'm saying? What was it that we lost that? What happened? Man, you know what I think. You know what I think. If you ask me, it's the fact that like the shit that was going on back then in the eighties was real genuine shit. It was real hustling, real. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers was hustling. Whole, you know, not to say that motherfuckers not hustling now, but the hustle back then, far as the coke, the drug era, and all that shit, and motherfuckers was living it, seeing it. You know what I mean? Far as um, for, then far as rapping goes. It wasn't no glorification. It was it real no, shit. It was real shit. Exactly. It was it real shit. It ain't about what I heard or what 
I know about. It wasn't Hollywood. It's what's going on right now. These my streets, and this was, you know what I mean? It, it was that. It was even, before Scarface, the movie. But even if it wasn't even <laughs> rapping about that, though, you know what right, I mean? Because right, them right. niggas wasn't even rapping about that like that, but they shit was genuine. They shit was real shit. <laughs> so what happened? What was the change? Man, shit, the fuck about it. The change is, motherfucker, the change is the, to me, is the whole evolution of everything, you know? But what happened? What year did it happen, man? When when did the town lose its soul, bro? Hey, you know what? It seemed like the town... When did the town lose its soul, man? From from back then, it seemed like the town just got blackballed. But you know what it could be? But we was always blackballed. I mean, they had big they had big deals. Um, I know the delinquents had a deal. The loonies had a deal. Three times had a deal. I mean, they had big deals. Uh, um, um, Souls of Mischief and them had a deal. Um, they had deals and stuff. Yeah. But, but the question is, was we ever really satisfied with picking cotton on somebody's plantation, or did we want all the money? Because yeah. we come from the town of Kingpins. But look, what if that's, but look my question is, if, why is it that everybody, every state got, I mean, the South, every region, every the South got they former rappers, West got they former shit, you know, but they get money in the South. Yeah. We was um, getting money before we stopped supporting ourselves, bro. You know what it but is? I'm going to tell you what it is. Can I tell you what it is? Because according to what Puma has said, it was some big checks coming in. in now that yeah, MC Pooh was here yesterday. Yes, he I keep calling nigga MC Pooh. He mad at that. He do not like that. I like MC Pooh. But listen, listen. That man. The nigga said he wouldn't bust down a bag of 458000 He said some nice number. Is that what he said? 458000 yeah, it was almost a half a half a ticket. That's Gotta crazy. Gotta go back to the audio. That's but crazy. That man said. That man went with. What the man say? He went up in there with the bag. No, he went up in there to bust it. He had his IDs, social security card. He walked up out of there with. Who he said send him? Hub. Uh, Bruce. Bruce gave him a duffel he bag. He said send him a duffel bag and said go cash this. You got, you got all your IDs. He like, nigga, I got hella IDs, hella, hella shit. He like, send you to the main branch. So what happened? Yeah. When did we stop supporting it? You know, when I think, I, I don't know what happened. No, no, no never. I'm gonna tell you, nobody. I don't know what happened, but it was the it was the Hot Boys era when Master P went south, and then the Hot Boys I'm took a, I'm over. About to tell you the I don't difference. know what the fuck happened, I'm about to tell but you it happened right there. I'm gonna tell you the difference. What happened? Master P came and got this game and treated his people right. Every rapper out here, not every rapper, don't let me say that. Most rappers in Oakland was not the rich drug kingpin. Therefore, they had to be backed by rich king drug men who, in a lot of times, played niggas out of money. So a lot of these rappers had bad habits, wasn't saving money, but wasn't getting no money from from the beginning. Like, this niggas on the East Coast, West Coast, down south, niggas getting five thousand for their deal. If a nigga ain't going platinum, and, and it's East Coast bias at this time, you got to figure we don't get into publications like we should. We don't, um, we don't, we don't, we don't get the rotation like we should. They don't know what's the difference between us and LA, right? You know what I'm saying? At a, at a, at a certain time. So, so what I'm saying is. 
niggas out here was tr- needed money and then go to the nigga in his hood and say, I need blah, blah, blah. Nigga might get fucked out of that money, only get a little bit of money. Nigga might go to a label. When a nigga say something to me, if me and you in the hood every day, and I'm just like, man, job trying to give a nigga 50000 I don't even know what the fuck a royalty is. I don't even know what the fuck a master's is. I don't know how to market myself. That's the thing we still slacking in the Bay Area. What's the publication, right? I tell little niggas this all the time. If you getting 20,000 hits on your views, 30,000, 100,000, What's the point of sending your music to Thizzler who eating off your streams? If you created your popularity, you got your following, it's a direct-to-consumer market, what do you need a middleman for? Send a motherfucker straight to your YouTube. They'll put your video on that shit so without what your is Thizzler, So what is Thizzler doing for them? Nothing. It's just a site that everybody going to. It's really technically not doing nothing because all the other little rappers in the other region ain't using no motherfucking Thizzler. You got to sonically make the music that sonically not sound like nobody, but you got to be in pocket. Your shit got to be able to be played in rotation. So do your message on your kind of beat, but kind of sync to your demographic so they can feel you, even if you change later. But you got to grasp the people. That was the thing. You kind of had a uniform like we talked about this yesterday. And Banks set a sound that like the mechanics got right now. Right? They the only niggas that really been able to duplicate it. Because whoever was doing RBL back in the day sounded like whoever doing RBL. You know what I'm saying? Whoever was doing um, Whatever they was doing for 40 had them sounding like they mob music. You see what I'm saying? But Ant Banks created a sound in Oakland. Like, oh, niggas was going to him for production on other shit, other people, but I'm saying he's he the made founder the sound, of that mob music. Which kinda trickled down to mustard. That's true. Ain't no kinda, it's a direct hit. It's mustard, it's why. Mustard you know, is so, heavily influenced by the You know the what pack. I'm saying? Uh, it's all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, We always give up our culture. We give it away. We'll we, we give it away, and somebody always taking it. Well, Master P is a perfect it. example. Well, let me say this, man, because you know how I feel about it, too. And I can say this just with my own life and career. I feel like the town, we be so insulated. We got to start being real raiders out here. And going out to the whole world, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. a lot of time we we be happy with just making this little bread in the town because we could do and be town rich mm-hmm. and get old fabulous. And you know what I'm saying? We didn't seen, you know what I'm saying? Bosses do it. You know what I'm saying? We was talking about them earlier before we turned on the um the tape. But I'm just saying it's like I'm really out here. I, I all I'm saying is just, it's a huge world, bro. Huge I was world. out there, and I didn't see Gaddafi and them who took over a country, bro. This man lived in Barnum and Bailey tents, bro. Like how they be setting up the tent at at, 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 at um, the Coliseum. Yeah. Nah, I ain't even talking about Tent City. I'm talking about at the Coliseum where they set up the tents for the, the animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaddafi was living in there, man. And... I was over there and we seen dudes speak and I'm saying I'm from the town and everybody got see because I'm saying back to what you were saying originally about is the town curse. I think it's a double-edged sword. I don't necessarily think we curse. 
I think that they be lined up against letting our attitude in because we got that revolutionary attitude that if they let this attitude in, it'll change, it'll change the way that black people see themselves and change the motherfucking power dynamics in the world. So I look at it like myself. I've been blackballed from journalism. I got a few people I could fuck with, but I don't want to be no motherfucking Tribune writer. Mm. Y'all want some white shit? Go to the East Bay Express. Speaking, That's of, not that, speaking of that, we said town don't get its props, but it is, as of, let me tell you what's hella funny. Going to a Warriors game, me and my nigga, with the thing that we bought for a game package of so many games, right? You remember them little things? Yeah, yeah. Rip them off, oh, maybe yeah, tickets, yeah. right? Sneaking MGDs down our leg, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Sitting where we want to sit, smoking in that motherfucker, right? Right, right. It went from yeah. that to niggas paying thousands of dollars for tickets, right? They just happened to start winning. I mean, they had better, they got better ownership, right? Yeah. The At the same team. time, with Uptown Oakland is, it's just going crazy. The real estate in Oakland is sky high, right? Oakland is on top right now. Oakland is a top destination place, but for who? You dig what I'm saying? Thank Jerry Brown yeah. for that. Thank Jerry Brown for that. He and that plan is old. Like he started, 10K plan. He started man, on that a long time ago. When he was, yeah, yeah, remember that. When he was man. living right there, right? He was, he was living, living at the split. Yeah, yeah. Right there, he was living at the split. Right, right. But you know he you lived at the last that. place he lived. We need to move on. Okay, okay. Let's pause it real quick. Um, real quick, before we before we wrap this up, right, I want to ask you about your relationship with uh, Yusef Bay. Yusef Bay, the original, or Yusef Bay? The original. I didn't really know the original. I mean, so the son, his son, um, used to be the fourth. The fourth. The fourth. I knew fourth. Um, I know fourth. Um, I had interviewed fourth after the the Chauncey Bailey stuff. Um, people was very mad that I was that I interviewed them and wouldn't tote their agenda, and they actually tried to make me an you informant. You interviewed him from jail. I interviewed him from jail. And they tried to make you an informant. They tried to make me an informant. Damn. What, so, so look, this is how it go down. So it was the Chauncey Bailey Project. Y'all remember the Chauncey Bailey Project? It was it was this consortium of all these different journalists. So when it first started out, they had this meeting in San Francisco. It was all the top journalists, journalists of color, white journalists. Everybody was there. There's probably 150 people in a room that wrote for somebody or that was some kind of journalist. So we there. Everybody's saying what kind of stories they want to take, and they got this these millions of dollars to pay these journalists, pay everybody. So tell us what story you want to take to investigate. So I tell them straight up, I want to investigate how I think the police involved. So pay me to investigate. Pay me to investigate the police involvement in it. So they like no. <laughs> they tell me straight up no. So after a while they say. We know that you did an interview with Yusuf Bay the Fourth. We know mm. that he won't do no interviews with nobody but you. And so what we want is we give you three thousand dollars. What we want you to do is we want you to put your name on these questions we ask him. And I tell him straight up, I'm not no police. <laughs> Y'all built your own case. Y'all do what y'all do. I'm not, that's not even what I'm interested in. Yeah. 
already did what I did with him. The only interview that I wanted to do with Yusuf Bader for, my thing is I wanted to be, let him put a microphone in front of him so he can combat the charges or say what it is that he wanted to say about what the media was saying about a black man that I knew. I wasn't going to just let them crucify a black man that I knew personally without, with me being able to have a microphone to, for him to be able to say something. So at that point, did they feel like you was on? The other so side? I wouldn't. So I wouldn't do it. So the next time we had another meeting, I wouldn't do it. So it was three thousand dollars. So then they offered me like forty five hundred. They knew I was starving journalistically too. Like the baby you just turned from a weekly to a monthly. So my money had been cut into like a fourth mm. in terms of my journalist money. So I was starving right until I figured out how how to cope with that. So um. They, they, they offered me 4500 They wanted this time. They wanted a story on how his brothers and sisters was coping, um, not having the bakery around, and what they was doing. And I said, man, I'm not doing that. If you're not going to sponsor me talking about the police, I'm not with doing it. And so that was, you know, so what ended up happening is they ended up um, – Rothstein of the Center for Investigative Journalism in Berkeley. He is one of the heads of his last name is, I mean, his last name is Rosenthal. They call him Rosie. I forgot his first name. They call him Rosie, and his last name is Rosenthal. He said, well, JR, we got um, some telephone documents where, when Yusuf Bey was allegedly in front of Chauncey Bailey's house scoping it out. He was talking to you on the phone. Mm. And he said this in front of 150 journalists, right? Man. But I killed him. I said, man, I talked to you on the phone. I didn't know if you was plotting on robbing a bank right. or what the fuck you was doing. Right. Molesting somebody. Right. <laughs> but I didn't have nothing to do with that. Right. We was talking about whatever we was talking about. Right. Don't try to put me in whatever you doing, what somebody else is doing. That don't got nothing to do with me. And don't think that you're going to use that to intimidate me. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And so after that, that's when I was like officially blackballed. They had the um, Black Journalism Association president write an article against me in the Oakland Tribune. But the nigga name was Bob Butler. The nigga was a, a butler for white supremacy anyway. The nigga was a punk-ass nigga that was a pet for him. He tried to do a hit piece. But what was funny about him, they did a hit piece on me. They had an East Bay Express cover story on me, right? I was just telling, bruh, they did a hit piece on me. The hood felt like, nigga, we didn't know that you was hooked with all that shit. <laughs> nigga, we support you, nigga. Why you didn't tell me? Yeah. Right? The yeah. hood was right. like, nigga, we love you. Right, exactly. White people was like, um, we don't know what your connection is. Right. Who you know. And my thing is, if you really from the old school town, it's kind of small. Yeah. It's kind of small. We all know each other. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to touch on that before we got out of here, man. Uh, can you tell us your uh, about your, your radio show and what when it come on and shit? And, and man, blackreportradio.com. I'm doing it mostly on the web. I'm doing a little bit of writing. 
doing it independently. It's under restructuring. So it don't have a, um, I'm doing it sporadically right now, but under the, by the next month, month and a half, I should be um, doing something more consistently, but I'm doing enough to try to build it so that it can be um, up to the caliber that it was at one point. Uh, I fell off one point because I got disillusioned. So now that, you know, the fire is back, I like what No Vultures is doing. Yeah. I like what y'all doing right here. 100. I mean, it's giving me the fire back. Yeah. Keep that and, fire and back, bro. You know, Keep you know that spark in that ass, boy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so I'm getting that fire back. I'm I'm getting it I'm getting it right and back. Um got a new got a new book that's doing doing some film critique shit. Shout out to your old book too. Man, Black Reporting. Black Reporting, get it at Marcus Books in Oakland, the only black bookstore in Oakland. Still. You know what I'm saying? They so, closed the one in Frisco. No Ginger doubt Pride. they closed it. Yep. So shout out to Marcus Books. I keep my book there. Appreciate them. And so I, it's called Block Report. And it's a series of interviews. But I got a new book coming out. It's called The Things Unseen. It's a film critique where I'm mm -hmm. talking about all these independent films, including Black Panther, where both of the heroes were CIA. So I didn't like that shit. So, you know, we'll talk hey, about we, that we, one. We, we got to set up the interview with you and Ryan Coogler and get down to it. it. Hey, you know what, too, though? We also got to do a part two with this dude, man, you know? Yeah, it's so much it's more. So much. It's so much more. Yeah. There's hella more, man. Cause it's, yeah, I think, know it's way you more. You got to talk about the fact <clears throat> that this dude is really a hooker boy. And he's from 83rd. Right, right. You know what I mean? Where right. hooker's from. Right. 83rd in East Oakland, man. Right. right. But since... That, that's why no hey. vultures is here. I just want to say that because... Right now, we connecting all the dots. Like, the shit that done been in this room in the last week done been dynamite. Some Straight of the places up. people done said they done been and the shit they been doing, and nobody documenting it. Man. Right. Right. But since 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 this dude been up in here, this ain't gonna talk about being in Cuba, <laughs> Europe, fucking, uh, 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 motherfucking, uh, where else? You, where else? I was in Libya. Libya with Gaddafi and them. Brazil. Brazil. Hey, you, you feel what I'm saying? This nigga, we ain't, we ain't even touch on none of that. I've been wanting to talk. That shit been blowing my mind since since the interview started. Yeah. We ain't get we on ain't none of that. touch on that, but, but, but we, you know, we got to close right now. Yeah, so, man, just, you know, shout out your uh, social media one time so we man. can. And, and your, uh, your, you guys, you got a website or? BlockReportRadio.com. Check me out on Facebook. Check me out on SoundCloud. We on IG, but we don't keep up with it like we should, but we about to. But, you know what I'm saying? SoundCloud is updated with the newest Black interviews. Report. But Block Report. B-L-O-C-K. ReportRadio.com. We going to have some new shit up. My nigga got some amazing interviews, man. He interviewed a lot of people, man. Yeah. He's a real journalist. Got a real track record and here, and, and, and a real righteous dude, real man. Record, he man. really out here for the people, you know? And he really from the streets. And you know what I'm saying? I'm glad I met him life. tonight. A man. real No Vulture <laughs> alumni. Part <laughs> of my part of my inspiration for even wanting to ever do this shit is this man. This man invite me to his setup. And I'm like, man, this is on the radio, man. Like hey, it is not. Life, then man. I go to any protest. I know I'm gonna see my man. I go to any real Oakland shit. Like we was at Pam the Funkster's little. Hey, he's a rider, nigga. Man, you feel me? Not a rider. He's a rider, but <laughs> yeah. not them niggas we were talking about earlier. You know he's a real rider. And he's a riot turk. <laughs> Just one more time. Shout, shout your shit out one more time, man. Man, blockreportradio.com. Check me out on Facebook, SoundCloud, 
You know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to be doing more on IG, but, man, just a super salute. I'm honored to be on No Vultures. I ain't saying that on just some some a motherfucker getting off the interview. I'm talking about on some real shit. I'm loving being right here in the hood, right here on East 14th, right man. here with real man, ones. Man, you know what I'm saying? Real know. ones that know my family, know the pedigree, and I know they pedigree. Yeah. And um, I'm just saying I like that the that, that Journalism is finally coming back to the hood where we speaking for ourselves. Right. No translators. Right. You know, and how we do how we do. I mean, we talking very intelligently, but we rolling up backwards too. That's what we doing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and it ain't no Mexican weed, man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no Mexican weed, man. We only smoke hood. And we ain't going to the dispensaries. We get it direct. And they weed. They got good weed. We just Prefer part purple and dark, and we like our weed, man. Yeah. We like and, and, other uh, shit. So I need please shout your. I'm at Hag Universe, you know, Hag underscore Universe, uh, Instagram. I'm Clee Waters on Facebook. You know what I mean? I'm Clee on the streets. You know what I mean? And you come see me. Corn, <laughs> shout your shit out. Corn and Barber, Corn and Barber on Instagram, Corn and Barber on Snapchat. Come see us. Yeah, I'm Lord Rab on everything, all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, we know Vultures on Instagram. Uh, we got more shit coming up, man, in this uh, week, man. Uh, man, I'm just so juiced off this shit, man, that we just had, man. This is beautiful, man. man we got to do the part two, man. We got to do the part two, man. We doing the part two in two days? We doing the part two in two days. Two days? Two days, we got to at least record it, man. And, I'm and, juiced and, off the and momentum. I, and, I, and I know you're going to come back with so much more. Cock back for us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So again, we out, man. Hit us at No Vultures on Instagram, man. We out this bitch.